This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So are you going to watch the Bachelorette finale? Yeah, I'll watch it. Is it this week? Sarah, you should know this. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this week's episode, we talk compartmentalizing. When you have a lot going on, it's necessary, but it's not easy. Then we have a mailroom question. We've gotten the same question from several listeners, so we're going to answer it. And then in Take a Hike, we ask for advice on handling a motivation dip. After a couple years of being relentlessly health-focused, I'm experiencing a lull in my motivation levels. A big lull. And then we'll talk about the benefits of conducting a personal focus group. But first, an update. We have talked about meeting outfits and how much we agonize over them. Um, And we recently got an email that just might take our agonizing to a whole new level. Yeah, this came from Carol. She said, oh, geez, hate to put any more pressure on your business wardrobe as you go into pitch to networks. If you notice on any TV channel where there are two women together, Today's Show, for instance, their outfits coordinate on some level. In other words, the two of you have to present visually as well. Bottom line. Put both outfits out and look at them. Do they work together? Is one stripes and purple and one polka dot orange? Just like any partnership, you are more valuable together. Come together visually as well. Oh, my God, Carol. We can't. This is crazy. (laughs) What are you doing to us? At least that was our initial reaction to this email was, is this woman insane? Now we're coordinating our outfits. I know. And then we took a deep breath. And we thought, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. It's a pretty damn good idea. It is a great idea, but is it conceivable? Is it remotely possible? Well, Sarah, I have to tell you that my sister-in-law, Olivia, who is a morning show host in Phoenix, Arizona, um, she, I think every day, if not every day, almost every day, coordinates her outfit with her co-anchors. So it'll either be everyone's in, in like, a lot of times they're all wearing blue or they're wearing, like, a couple of different colors. And they always look great together, and she posts pictures of them. And they look fabulous. So I have to say... No, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's just, are we going to do it? <laughs> yes, it's the execution of the idea that concerns me. Although, one option, of course, is just wear black. So both of us wear black. Black with some variation. White or gray. Yeah. Like it it happened just because it did, not on purpose, at um, the TCAs that you and I and Marsha 
were all wearing black with, like, some kind of red yes. touches or something. And that was good. It did look good. Yeah. But it was an accident. Uh, yeah, that was an accident. Now, because this time, if some, if one of us has something we really want to wear, yeah, and the other person's thing doesn't go with it, there could be conflict, here. right? And we are we have very different styles. We also. do. So it's like it would have to be like a color thing for sure. Which I'm going to black again. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> let's talk. Okay. Let's sidebar this. Okay. I'll tell you what. When we do our first network pitch uh-huh. of the season, let's post a picture of ourselves in our coordinated outfits. Okay. Don't know when that'll be. Hopefully at or some what point. Outfits those will be. No, but we will post. Okay. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> you gave me a heart attack. Speaking of coordinated outfits, we should have coordinated outfits for our cocktail party, oh, which yes. we are hosting August 8th at my house. It's going to be probably about 25 people, $100 a ticket, and we will be doing a big question and answer session. And this is really for aspiring TV writers. That's what the question and answers will be focused on. Um, So if you would like to get a ticket to that, email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com, and we will give you the information and come see what we're wearing. <laughs> it's going to be, be great. It's going to be coordinated, <laughs> yes. whatever it is. Okay, Liz, now it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it's compartmentalizing. Yes, we are doing a lot of things at once. We are working on multiple projects. I mean, not just in television, but also we are starting a scripted podcast company. So that is just another big thing we're doing. Yes. And we're, of course, extremely ambitious and very excited about kind of all of these opportunities. Yes. But we want to kind of make the most of all of them. And in order to do that, we have to be able to compartmentalize. Yes, because I have to say, for me, having so many things that we're thinking about can be paralyzing. Right. And it will winnow down. Right now, we're still in the phase of big picture, figuring Mm -hmm. out what we're going to do, and it will winnow down to very few projects. But and that will make it a lot easier. That will make it a lot easier. But yeah. right now, we need to be able to jump from project to project and make progress. And I can just be like, ah, it's all too much. Right. And I think um, part of compartmentalizing is going from thinking to action. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, it's during that time that you go from like mulling, mulling, blah, 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 into actually things are happening. So how do we do that, Liz? Yeah, well, I mean, you're better at it than I am. I think you're much better at keeping us on task. I think I'm the one to be like, well, how can we think about this? We have to think about the other thing. And you say, just hang on. Let's think about it. I'm more of the taskmaster. You are. Well, you're calmer about it. You're more uh, like everything will get done. I get panicked that it won't get done. And you're like, it'll get done. Just take a breath and let's just work on this thing. Right, right. And I think um, one thing, though, that I feel like you're really good at is while we're focused on, say, Project A, mm-hmm. you somehow still in the back of your mind are thinking about Project C. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you'll have that, like, great Project C idea, which we can then go jot down about Project C, and then we turn back to Project A. Yeah, so staying open creatively is always a good idea. Mm-hmm. But it's just allowing yourself not to be overtaken with the thought of Project C. (laughs) Right. One of the things we've been talking about is um, 
trying to set aside one entire day of the week to focus on our podcast company, because right now it does feel a little bit too piecemeal. Yes. And you suggested this. I was a little dubious because I felt like, well, you know, how can we set aside a whole day? And and but then again, one day, is it really enough? Are we going to get anything done? And you pointed out something that I like is now emblazoned on my brain, <laughs> which is incremental progress is still progress. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's the old tortoise and the hare story, right? It's like the tortoise keeps going slowly and steadily forward and the hare bounces around and gets ahead and then rests and, you know, but the tortoise makes his incremental progress and ultimately he wins the race. So I feel like if just as long as we're moving forward, we're good. There's no sort of deadline on the podcast company. Right. Except just, for our own internal deadline. Yes. And our excitement about yes. it and our, like, desire for it to, you know, to get all these things produced and out there in the world. So we're going to try that approach, the mm-hmm. one day a week. And then also something that you suggested doing, um, which I think is probably a good idea, is scheduling, you know, when we're talking about what the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, And again, I feel like I get panicky because I feel like we're not doing one thing when we're doing the other, but I need to just take a deep breath. Right. It will all get done. God knows it will all get done. And, you know, my sister, um, who I co-host Happier with Gretchen Rubin with, she's always talking about the benefits of scheduling. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a big believer in scheduling. So I think uh, we may have to do that. Yes, totally. Scheduling is key, but I think also flexibility is key. Yes. Scheduling with flexibility is probably our best bet. A new motto. Scheduling with flexibility. It's like our high school motto was freedom with responsibility. (laughs) Now it's scheduling with with flexibility. flexibility. Okay. We'll do that. And please, listeners, if you have any ideas about compartmentalizing, weigh in here. Yes, because this isn't just something we deal with. I mean, I think People in almost every field deal with this issue at work. You have more than one project. I mean, this is whether you're in a creative field or whether you're an accountant. You have more than one project, and you have to decide how to focus on that project in the moment when you have other things pulling at you. So please, please, you can email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or send us a voice memo. We love to hear your voices. Next up, we have a question from the mailroom, but first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, now it's time for our mailroom segment. Every now and then we get the same question from several different people. And this was one of those times. Yes, and this email is from Connie. 
She said, Hi, Sarah and Liz. I was wondering, since your show starred Marin Dungey, do you think it would have gotten a second season had her sister stayed at ABC? So okay. we should give the background on this. Yes. So the background is that Marin Dungey is the actor who played CJ on The Fix. Her sister, Channing Dungey, is the former president of ABC. Channing was the president of ABC when we cast Marin. And then after pickups, she left ABC and moved over to Netflix. Yes. Short answer, no. no. We don't think it would have made a difference. <laughs> Speaking of compartmentalizing, yes. uh, Channing and Marin are very compartmentalized in their careers. It's not as if Channing would give deference to something because Marin was in it. No, they're very close as sisters, yes. but in career-wise, very separate. In fact, I think it was harder to cast Marin in the role because Channing was the president of ABC at the time. Yes, we had to go through steps to ensure that there wasn't any sort of nepotism happening. I think legally you have to go through these steps. Yeah. So if anything, um, yeah, it was a barrier to yeah. casting her. It took longer than it would have taken otherwise. It was a pain, but we thought Marin was worth it because yes, she's awesome. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and she was fantastic as CJ. Yeah. So while we would love to think something like that would have helped, um, we don't think it would have because our numbers just weren't strong enough. Yeah. And we had huge fans at the network. Carrie yes. Burke loved the show, the president yes. of ABC who took over yes. after Channing left. Uh, like, creatively, yeah. everyone was really happy. Our executives were amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like, we love them. They love the show. It's It was all great. It was just a numbers thing. Yeah. Numbers are numbers. So... Wouldn't have made a difference. It would have just been more painful because Channing would have had to cancel the exactly. show that Marin was on. <laughs> yes. It would oh, have my really, God. You know, brutal. Brutal. Yes. Let's uh. be glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. It is time for our Take a Hike segment when we talk about physical, mental, or spiritual health. And this week, it's kind of all of the above. Mm -hmm. And we have more questions than answers today, Sarah. We are hoping that our listeners are going to be able to help us out a little. Yes. Okay. So the question is, how do you get out of a, I'm calling it a health lull? Mm -hmm. For a couple years, I've been super motivated about like eating healthy, exercising, doing all of these sort of healthy changes. Yes. As your writing partner, I can report it's not just on the podcast, you talk about this. You are, you really have been living the life, walking yes. the walk, not yes. just talking the talk. Yeah. And, and I also want to say this is not just when we talk about like kind of facing a lull. People face lulls in all different arenas of their lives. Yes. It can be in work, in relationships. Just in this case, it's a, it's a health-related one for me. And I really want to stay engaged. I really want to keep going and keep doing what I've been doing and stay engaged. But I'm just like, I'm, it's boring and tedious all of a sudden. I'm just like, oh, my God, I have to keep doing this. And I have to keep doing it really, you know, forever. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because, you know, my doctor, Dr. Bush, has said about my type 1 diabetes that it's like a highway that I there's no off-ramp to. Yes. And that's kind of like your your brain health quest. Yes. Is a highway there's no off-ramp. Um, you can except, never stop. Uh, well, I except with you're not going to get rid of diabetes. You like if you if you sort of go off your off-ramp there will be immediate consequences. That's you know right. what I mean? Yes. Like for me, I can sort of veer off a little bit and then mm -hmm. get back on and veer, you know, and the consequences are sort of down the road. Right. It's easy to ignore them. Yes. So it doesn't 
feel like that as much. And I think that's part of the problem. I think part of why it's hard right now is because we don't have our set schedule. Yes. And so when you're out of a routine, like, where, what do we eat for lunch? You know what I mean? Like, that's a whole question because we're not in the same place every day. And right. We it's don't not have an like, assistant. And it, there's, yeah. you know, so it's, it's like in a way you have to work harder um, at the same time when there's a lot of uncertainty. So mm-hmm. you might want to give yourself unhealthy treats to help deal with anxiety over not knowing the future. Totally. And I also think there's like, there's a bit of just sort of information fatigue. Like, mm. I've read so many books. Yes. And there are so many books more to read. And I think that, like, realizing just, like, there is no one answer. And part of that is good because I like that I can kind of tailor my life in a way that works best for me and that fits the best with, like, my body and my, you know, fabulous genetic mm-hmm. makeup. Um, <laughs> but, like, part of me also feels like they're like, I just want someone to tell me to like do this. Right. And it goes to a little bit of what you're saying, because it's like the whole like I would eat the same salad every day all week long. Mary would just go get the simple yes. thing salad with Brussels sprouts and I'm happy. Yes. But we're not going to go to simple things every day. Like no. I need to find new routines. Yes. I mean, I know for me, Sarah, because I've been on my whole weight loss thing yes. and my six, you know, is my yes. word six. of the year. And I'm trying to get to a size six. And um, and also an A1C of six. Um, and I definitely am in a lull in that as well. Like yeah. I was losing weight, losing weight. Then I was maintaining and now I've gained a couple pounds. So I'm like, oh, God, alarm bells going off. I am in a massive lull. And I think part of it is I'm like, well, that was fun. Now I'm over that. Right. I want to go back to my normal right. eating. And what I have to accept is I can never eat what I want to eat. You know, my yeah. mom was pointing that out. It's never going to happen that I can eat what I think I should be able to eat. Right. It's always going to be a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and the bigger the sacrifice, the quicker I'll get to a size six or the more I can maintain wherever I'm at. Mm. So I've been feeling this way, too. And I, I do think it has a lot to do with the whole routine aspect. Yes, for sure. But I also think it is just uh, like when I first started down this whole health journey, you I was on like fire, curious and excited and learning. And, you know, and now I'm just like, oh, God. Well, you know what I think? I think you need something new to learn about. I think this needs to just now sort of be what you do, and you need to find excitement mm. about something new. Interesting. So I think it, what you're, la- time what you're missing is that spark, <laughs> that, you know, that's that fire to evolve. Yeah. yeah. You'll evolve in their coordinated outfits. <laughs> I'm going to learn about color coordination. It's going to be good. Anyway, so we'd love to hear people's suggestions, though, on how to get out of a lull. Yeah, I've been reading articles, and one of the things that they say is talking about it. So here we are. We're talking about it. Any other suggestions are really, really welcome. And you're an obliger. So um, if anyone doesn't know what that means, check out my sister Gretchen Rubin, GretchenRubin.com. She has a whole thing about the four tendencies and how they affect your habits, but you're an obliger. You could be an obliger rebellion, which means 
you're not doing what you should be doing. Right. Yes. I do think that might be be part of it. So how do you get over Obliger Rebellion? We'll have to call Gretchen. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, is this the first time you've had a lull like this? Oh, God, no. I think we all go through cycles. But it, it's the first time I've had a lull on the kind of health I journey. See. And I'm I'm a little baffled. I want to get back on track. All right. Everybody, help Sarah get out of her lull. Help me get back on track. We want to hear from you. Yes. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or send us a voicemail. We love to hear your voices. Help. <laughs> Coming up, this week's Hollywood hack will help you solve problems. But first, this break. All right, Liz. Now it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Have a personal focus group. Yes, and we thought of this hack because we realized that we have personal focus groups. <laughs> um, we were really talking about it in a creative uh, forum. Uh-huh. When we have ideas for shows or we're working on pitches, we realize that we both go to people in our lives who have nothing to do with television and sort of um, bounce things off them and get their reaction. Yes, my personal focus group is my stepmom, Anna, and my Aunt Jean, and my friend Catherine. I feel like they have a finger on a pulse about, like, their TV viewers and consumers, and if they really respond to an idea, I'm more likely to think, like, oh, this is a project we should do. And I have a group in Kansas City. Like, recently I was in Kansas City. I was out to dinner with some women, um, very old friends of mine, And a good portion of that dinner was spent with me pitching them things (laughs) and them reacting. And they had pitches, great pitches. Um, And you realize just because they're watching TV just as fans. And so they have a different perspective. And hearing that perspective outside of Los Angeles, outside of the industry, can be enormously helpful. Yeah. Of my focus group, one person lives in L.A., but she doesn't work in TV. So there you go. Yeah. And she's a huge fan of television shows. It's like, that's what we need to connect with, especially right now in this phase of development. Yes, absolutely. So it's a great hack for us. Hopefully it will be helpful to others. You can apply it to creative ideas and just for any problem that's sort of outside of your immediate world to get their perspective. Right. And it doesn't have to be entirely uh, personal. Like our friend Kareen texted us this weekend about what hairstyle she should get from Drybar. Yes, we were her personal focus <laughs> yes. group. And she looked gorgeous. She did. She looked amazing. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do The Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it.
if we're coordinating outfits, you're wearing that black dress. Yes. Then can I wear jeans and a white shirt? Is that coordinated? Or does it need to be black? I don't know. I don't want to wear black and white because then I look like a waiter. (laughs) Just a touch of black. A touch. Okay. Black shoes. Or I could wear like a bright red necklace or something if you have red. Oh, God. That sounds so complicated. We'll get there. From the Onward Project.